This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 41, brought to you by ComicHole.com. iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. I am Josh. I'm here with Connor. Hi. And Ron. Hey. Once again, literally here with them. 
This time broadcasting from beautiful Northport, New York. On Long Island. There right? we go. We're at my parents' house, enjoying the pool and the, the summer days. We're not in Ron's old childhood room, but we tried to. It just didn't work out. Yeah. I thought that would have been nostalgic. Anyway, ifanboy.com. We're a website. We like comic books. We write about them. Every week, uh, One of we read a bunch of comic books, and one of us will write a review of what they think is the best pick of the week. And then we come here and we talk about it. So, this week, uh, Connor's got the pick, but before that, now we've got the generic warning, because we don't want any more angry letters. Um, Which, have they really gone down since we've included the I, disclaimer? I think so. so. Anyway, what we're talking about here are these past week's comics. So, uh, they've, it's already happened. It's been gone and done. It's a review show. We might ruin something for you if you're not careful, so... Spoilers. If you, have, if you haven't read your books, you might want to hold off. Uh, you know, there'd be danger ahead. Anyway, uh, Connor, you got the pick of the week, and uh, here's a big surprise. It's Detective Comics 822. Which By who? Paul Dini. Woo! <laughs> Ding. Which I swear we didn't do just because we, we love Paul Dini and interviewed him for the, uh, in, San Diego. in San Diego. The great thing about Detective Comics, which in conjunction with Batman from Grant Morrison, is I, I really didn't realize this until, until just recently, but um, for the last ten years or so, the, the two books have been really linked closely. And not only linked closely, but they're very grounded in, in um, Gotham City. You don't... You don't really get the feel. They, 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 they took a conceited effort to make it in Gotham and very realistic and and, and one 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 focus. A concerted effort. Concerted effort. It's a conceited, conceited effort. <laughs> I'm better than all your books. <laughs> You're conceited bastard. Right. So these books, I think, are taking a sort of a throwback to the late '80s, early '90s Batman comics, where he was more of a jet setter. He went. He, I mean, he's still concerned with Gotham, but he went around the world. He wasn't always fighting crime in Gotham City. In addition to that, these detective stories are self-contained, and the great thing is they they used to do this a lot in Batman comics. It starts with the end of a, of a, a sort of a crime or an adventure. Like in the beginning of this book, he's fighting uh, who is this? Rocket, Rocket, Roxy, Roxy, Rocket, right? Which is a great name, by the way. But it, you get sort of the very tail end of him apprehending somebody and then jumping into the next story, which is which is you know a great way to just, just jump people right into the middle of it. So you're not in this long mystery; you don't have to catch up. You just you throw right in the action. That's something they did a lot, and something you don't really need to, you know, concern yourself with what's been happening before. You just enjoy these one-shot issues from Paul Dini. It's very much like watching a half hour of the cartoon, which he used to do. And in this, this story, um, basically one of Bruce Wayne's many ladies about town ends up dead, and he's drawn into the mystery. And it's, it's a, it's a one-shot solving a murder mystery, which is with the Riddler thrown in, because the Riddler is now apparently reformed, and has started his own detective agency, which I think is pretty funny. And it t- and it did have a lot. I, I did I did buy it. I continue, I'm continuing to buy Detective Comics because of Paul Dini, as I said I would. Mm-hmm. And um, Josh doesn't look like it when I look at him. Um, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, but in, and I like the the interplay with the Riddler and Batman and 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 basically the the twists and turns and the solving of the mystery in the one issue because it's the one and done. Right. You know. You know. It's not an you know you know extended storyline. And I thought the. The way they told the story and the way it laid out, you thought it, you thought you knew what was happening, but then we find out what really was happening. And I thought that was a good touch. Um, consistency on art? Is there supposed to be a consistent artist on this book? Or? We thought it was going to be J.H. Williams. That was the, the really third. most disappointing thing about yeah. it, was it wasn't J.H. Williams. He wasn't yeah. a bad artist, though. No, it's just more of a standard superhero artist. And there's nothing wrong with it, it's just the J.H. Williams stuff is so out of the norm. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting and visually interesting, as opposed, in addition to it being... Story-wise, very interesting, but this is sort of standard superhero art. Now, how do you feel about there being an S&M club in a Batman book? You know what? I, I was reading it, and I, I was like, this is kind of... I was a little bit... I was like, it's a little tame. And then all of a sudden, there's an SM scene. I saw a ball gag. 
Well, I did, there was an interview with Paul Dini that I read where he said he was really getting to flex his muscles with stuff he couldn't include in the cartoon, like uh-huh. murder and uh, anything yeah. salacious at all. So he's so really... That's probably of, why it feels a little like the cartoon, but then all of a sudden it's like, it gets boobs! Adult. You know? Yeah. Ball then, gags! Yeah. <laughs> you were going somewhere else with that, were you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, no. I mean, I was, I was just the one talking about the ball gags, really. Okay. <laughs> I think we've covered it. <laughs> I do think, someone mentioned this on the website, that um, this Riddler detective agency could be a recurring theme throughout this book. It's possible. I mean, he sort of set it up that way. Now, it's it, going to replace Gotham Central. You heard it here first. I mean, it's not true. <laughs> it's interesting because it's almost as if um, uh, Dini or Paul, um, <laughs> um, Paul is, is, is fo- yeah, yeah, like I'm he'd gonna, remember you tomorrow. Yeah. Well, you never know. Um, I almost feel as if he's it, it, almost like taking a Jeff Johns approach with the villains as opposed to, you know, like... Reinventing the, them. Yeah, not yeah. reinventing them, Bring but them just, back to their core. Yeah, and making it about yeah. the villain, really, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, as, as Batman's to, always sort of been about the villain, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's been really... Since when they know that glory time when Greg Rucka came on... Who? Greg Rucka. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, Greg, great. I know yeah, Greg. <laughs> in, in, ni- in, in the mid-90s, late 90s, when Greg Rucka came on Detective Comics and Rube Baker was writing Batman... They really unified the books, and and it was really about Batman and his struggle. I mean, it, it should be always, but there were, the villains are sort of put to the side. Not yeah. as, and this is this is really the throwback to that whole late '80s feel to Batman, which I enjoy because that's when I really started was reading Batman a lot. Yeah, I was, I was I, honestly, I was surprised that you picked this because I didn't think you would go back to the Batwell, mm-hmm. considering that this was a pick less than a month ago. You know what I mean? So, right. I, so I knew that it must have been really good, and it was really good. I mean, and I think this really kind of summed up this week in for, as far as the comics as the kind of quality storytelling and quality character work and stuff like that you know that's a great book that you can if you don't read Batman you can, you can pick these up if you've been up. wanting to yeah you can totally pick these up and get into it and not have to worry about anything I realized that I've been lying to you guys when I said I never bought a Batman book I did buy the Hush storyline with Jim Lee and really? I did. yeah I bought that I didn't yeah. even buy that I yeah, bought the I first one and I was like yeah. this isn't that good I've got some bizarre 90s like uh, brainwashing in my head where Jim Lee does a regular monthly issue and I go oh I gotta buy it like I bought Superman too and that's relative I bought that all that mm-hmm. stuff I don't know why did also, you understand it no clue damn I was hoping you could explain it yeah, no clue I just the art was pretty though yeah, also there's great covers in these books who is that S- Simone Bianchi yeah. oh. oh the wacky Italian guy from the convention you might want to check that for any hidden messages in there no this isn't Marvel yeah okay <laughs> yeah. But in they case are, they you didn't know covers. what we're talking about there was a what the hell was it? Like a Wolverine Origins cover, and yeah. in it was hidden the the secret message message that Loeb and Bianchi would be doing Wolverine starting with issue um, fifty, 50 or something, something like that. That was the big announcement from Marvel. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the um, about the Riddler getting a ride in the Batmobile? I thought it was really funny. Yeah. I thought he wouldn't have put him in there. Yeah, no, neither would I. That's, I, I find I thought I thought Bat, I thought Batman was far more tolerant of the Riddler in this than I thought he, than I expected. Well, the, Batman is now sort of like he knows Harvey Dent can change the Riddler. He's a pansy. Batman's a pansy now. No, he threw me off. <laughs> he's actually he's actually done this in the past where if he's been forced to team up with a villain, they put him in the, the Batmobile. We even brought him back to the Batcave. Yeah, it, it, so instant that, comedy. It's well, that's usually that's what, what it's what for. It is. It's usually for, yeah. for comedic value. That's kind of keep your enemies closer. Yeah, type thing. blindfolds them and I mean, they wake up in the cave. No matter how many times the jokes, be like nice car. Like they do it over and over and over again. You're still like, aha, he said it's a nice car. Yeah. It tickles my fanboy bone. <laughs> when I say things, it sounds dirty. <laughs> it does. I don't you know. don't mean it to me. I know. It sounds fine in your head, right? Yeah. Inner dialogue. Like, I'm not the guy who's going to come out with the, with, the, with the bad pun, but there it was. Uh, Filthy but, world. <laughs> overall, I'm really happy that Batman books are really good. It's a bat 
bat renaissance. A bat renaissance? Yeah. There's several assances going on, I think. I think Batman's just one assance. Well, the most depressing thing for me lately has been, previous to this relaunch, the uh, Batman books were just not very good. They were in a They were bat, very mediocre. In a bat, bat, oh, bat, bat reformation? <laughs> bat, I'm trying to think of Bat Dark Ages? Dark Bat Ages? I don't know, sorry. Histori- history? History? I'm completely confused, so <laughs> if you're listening and you are, that's okay. Because <laughs> I don't know. It's a Batissance. Get it? Renaissance and yeah, Bat. I got that. It's over. Let's move on. Next book. <laughs> so, um, you want to stick on the DC tip? Let's, yeah, let's, let's do that. That's a nice... Let's talk about 52, which... It's been a couple of weeks since we touched upon it. Whenever we talk about 52, it's always a bit of a controversy. Well, i like to point out that the 52 issues that I really like seem to have nothing to do with steel. And they have When no... you said the 52 issues, I thought... There, I'm like, there have right. been 52 issues already? No, 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 the, the issues of 52. Quote, unquote, 52. Right. The ones about steel. steel. Yeah. Or Nothing about steel. Really, Black Adam, even though he's in this one. This was a... This was a I don't mind Black Adam's storyline. It's kind of interesting. I just don't hard. get it. Like, I feel I feel as if, like, they... I know that they're architecting this grand... grand this, is grand this grand story over, grand, uh, over the year. But, like, I feel as if, like, I'm not getting it. You know, like, I don't get, like, and, and I, I imagine in the next couple of weeks maybe then I will get it, because like, they're sowing the seeds. My, like, my thought about it has really been that, I think one of the reasons that maybe we thought it's been slow to begin with, because they have to set it up. Yeah, yeah. But they have more time to set it up. So when they're looking at it, the storyboard, they're saying we have 52 parts to tell this, they're taking a little longer to do the beginning part, so maybe that's why those felt a little slow. Right. And well, now still, that, this is still Act 1. Yeah, I mean, totally. we one more issue for Act 1, really, and then... Yeah. As I drop my book. Just kind of throws his book across the room <laughs> oh, in disgust. Freeze the cover. So this, uh, was, this was actually a lot of Elongated Man. And that's how the best part of this book has been yeah. so far. It's been all the Elongated Man stuff, and this yeah. was really good. Plus, least, it had really great art from... Uh, Todd, Nock. Todd Nock. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I thought, I thought just... just like it a little. There was my one little quibble. I think was that I'm just like nobody noticed the dude with the mask. Well, that's what I thought. As I'm reading, they're all popping up: Green Arrow, Green yeah. Lantern. They're all there in the in their little domino. Nobody masks. noticed the dude with the wings. Yeah, he's got him under his robe. Zoriel's got a helmet on. I can clearly see it in the panels. The other people <laughs> are the cultists blind or Supergirl. I mean, yeah, Wonder Girl's in there, and she doesn't recognize yeah, like, the Green like, Arrows. There. How is that you? Like, but at the end of this, I will. It was. It was instead of everything so far that's been incredibly, incredibly hokey out of DC. It was. It was actually kind of creepy. Yeah, Long Get a Man just goes right off the deep end. And, and, and I'm like, sorry when when the when the creepy Sue Dibney mannequin starts talking, that creeped me out. I yeah. almost threw the book across. Well, because it had the torn, burned face. Yeah. And, by the way, creepy. why did things start on fire? Um, because they started a fight. It was um, right here. Every time you start a fight, fire begins? Yes. Well, obviously you knock over a candle. So just, I guess. Uh, yeah. That's it's right here. When um, when the fight happens and then and then the, the, the pot with the fire knock- gets oh. knocked over and they say, this way, hurry. And they're in a paper temple of some kind. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Uh, exactly. so. But it was, it, it got, I mean, it, yeah. it's it's been very sort of, it can be very middle of the road, this book. Very mm-hmm. sort of non, not taking a lot of chances. But mm-hmm. this one, I mean, this one went creepy. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. I, I, I really but enjoyed it. This is the first book I read, which is telling you where DC fall, where Fifty Two falls on my list. I was like, I'll start with this. Oh, so and you're not interested in it? I wasn't right. at all. And because by I was, my rules, that would be the one you're most. interested in. I closed in. the book and I was like, that was great. Yeah. I really dug that. So is Ralph crazy now? Looks like it. Well, you you would think. I mean, we've all been waiting for him to really get upset about the death of, death of his wife. I mean, he was. I mean, he he was very realistically portrayed as being shocked. People who in shock kind people of people who lose. You know, loved ones tend to be more shocked than like angry. Like you like, see in movies and TV, like ah. He was kind of despondent, but really. now he's he's just yeah. snapped. So, and good. do you think that this cult of Connor can act? Not you, Connor, but Connor Kent um, can actually resurrect people. I mean, is that what they're saying? Was it working? Is it either working or, or this is him? In, this is in his head. 
He they, saw maybe he so wants her to be ooh, to be alive ooh. again that he sees the, the dummy. He's like he's gone nuts already. I right. just thought of the cranberry song. I, you know what? I, you know what? I thought was really stop zombie uh, zombie. <laughs> I don't know how to recover from that. Uh, you know, what was interesting is that what the hell was I saying? <laughs> totally I'm not doing this with you people again. I quit. Um, Actually, we need to talk to you about that. I like the part where, uh, Jesus, you keep doing that. Okay, I enjoyed the part where he's trying to say they can resurrect her, and they all go, "Well, that's crazy." And he goes, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, that was right. That was really like, how many times have you died? How many times you're an angel for like, Christ's sake? Just, and, they yeah. took the the comic book world and they were just like like used it and explained it in that way. Because yeah. that's often that's often dealt with where they you know people are. You would think that these people would never get upset about a death because everyone else who dies comes back, but you can't really deal with that because mm-hmm. there would be no there would be no consequences to the story. But this was a good way of dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, uh, big big thumbs up. This so, may have Durrell, been a, if you're listening, yeah, we love this issue. It's one of the best issues of this so it, far. It, it yeah. has stood out as one of the best ones, yeah. So, um, so over to the Marvel side of the house, um, I was really impressed with Ultimate Spider-Man. Surprise, I, surprise. I had a lot of laughter reading this. I was yeah. having, I was, it was a fun comic book. Well, my, my favorite, th- for those of you who aren't reading Ultimate Spider-Man or aren't aware or whatever, is that this is the second issue in um, Bendis' attempt at the Ultimate Clone Saga. Which is funny in itself. Yes, yes. and you get the sense that he thinks so. Yeah, exactly. Um, and apparently in the last issue, Mary Jane got kidnapped by an unknown person, and he finds this out, and he goes to find her, and then he gets attacked by somebody in a black Spider-Man costume-esque girl who kind of looks like Mary Jane, but it's not. I'm guessing it's a clone of Mary Jane, or what whatnot. But I just thought it was really cool to see this costume running around. Yeah. I, I just, you, I just you forget how great the black and white Spider-Man costume is until you actually see it in action. It's a great design. It, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. it, did that it really right. is. Yeah. But the, the best part of this book, I thought, was um, it starts off with the cliffhanger from last issue when um, Peter fought the Scorpion, who turns out to have his face. Which is creepy. It's very creepy. I mean, like, yeah. I know, like, people yeah. the Clone War is supposed to be terrible. I never read the Clone War, actually. I just... Yeah. Clone War. Clone Saga. I don't think anybody actually did. Uh, so. Or they did. They've just blocked it out. Um, if he sneezes, just let him sneeze. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Don't call attention to the sneeze. People, people, people talk to each other about the show and just say, "I really, I really don't like the ones where they're all together. It's, <laughs> it's formless." Um, but I've never read that, and I know it's supposed to be terrible. But this, I mean, this is creepy. Like you're fighting the guy, you pull it off, it's got his face there, yeah. not unlike Empire Strikes Back. Well, that yeah. wasn't what people yeah. hated the Clone Saga. They hated yeah. it because they basically said, "You, the books you've been reading for ten years haven't been Peter Parker; they've been Ben Riley." Yeah, no. it, was it wasn't Riley. that they, they dealt with the clone. It was the fact that they said, "Oh, everything you, know, you thought you knew was not the case," yeah. and that pissed people off. Right, but um, but. But I thought the best part of it was when he brought the Scorpion and he needed help and he didn't know where to go, so he went to the Fantastic Four. And that was very reminiscent of the old, early 60s Spider-Man books when, um, I remember there's the one cover where he's the Fantastic Four, he goes to the Fantastic Four trying to join the team. He's like in the back of the tank. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because he tries to break in and tries to attack them, of right. course. And but in Peter's mind, he would join the Fantastic Four and get a salary. And, right. and then they, they point out to him, like, no, we're family, actually, and you can't just join. And But, um... The interplay between him and the rest of the Fantastic Four was just awesome. It was just like it was. It was very fun to read. Plus so. the fact that he had to base. He got so frustrated. He had to basically unmask to, to, to show them to, what was the matter. Yeah. Why is he freaking out? Because they, of this. They, 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 his, they Bendis's dialogue for like harried Peter was really good. Like yeah. He, yeah. You know, you get the sense of desperation. He doesn't know what to do. He feels like a kid. He feels like somebody who's in over his head, which is which is you know, which is good. See, as much as I, I I've been enjoying the Amazing Spider-Man books, this is still for me the only Spider-Man book that I really care about out there. I mean, I, this is the Spider-Man I want to be reading about. And I don't really care about. And you've been Spider-Man. reading it for ninety-eight issues. Yeah, straight. Yeah, no art changes. No, yeah. I don't really. 
give a crap about a Peter, adult Peter Parker, I mean, to be honest. Yeah, well, well that's, so, and that's the fear in the heart of a lot of Spider-Man fans, that they think that this is going to replace them. So. I don't, I still don't understand why they, I mean, because of this probably, but they, they, it's amazing they haven't given Bendis Amazing Spider-Man. And just said, take this. I don't and think, run. He, wants I don't think he wants it. Yeah, well, I, I guess I don't. I don't think you could do the two of them. So yeah, agree. So, but um, too hard. Even but, when he writes Spider-Man in the Avengers book, he's, he's writing the, the Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, he's not tell, writing yeah. the other Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. So. And and so the bit at the end here, the big twist. I'm not even gonna say it because there's no no yeah. point. But it's good. You're like, yeah, no, that's it's, gonna uh, shocking. That's gonna mess things up. Um, you know, and you really get the sense of he's in a place that's really really confusing and. It's, it's beyond good. being just a teenager, which is just generally confusing. But he's got all this other crap. Going. I like how they're. I like how. I mean, the thing is, I've, I, as we've discussed before, I was somewhat. Um, what's the word? Tentative about the whole Ultimate Universe. Somewhat. But I do, but I do like how they're taking the concepts from the original Marvel Universe and adapting them. You know, like like kind of like they they you know they they introduced Deadpool, and it wasn't exactly like the Deadpool from the Marvel Universe, and not necessarily um, not necessarily better than the Marvel Universe one. But in this case, he's taking the concept of, okay, cloning, and what if Peter got cloned and all that kind of stuff, and doing it in a way that probably is going to end up being superior than the original one. I think so. it's already superior. I mean, I, obviously, like, Josh never read the the original clone saga, but yeah. from having read about it and knowing about it... Since no one likes it. It seems to be superior. <laughs> so, all right. Let's and move on to a different book. The last book was Uncanny X-Men, which we thought we would Wait, we're not going to talk about Jonah Hex? He begged oh, I just, me. I just I ambushed you. There was an ambush hex. You begged me beforehand. You just because when we thought Joshua couldn't do this, it would just be the two of us. He begged me to not. Well, because Connor hex. threatened we talked to the entire episode would be about Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex was awesome. It was good. It was yeah. Phil Noto art, yeah. colors, everything. That guy charges three hundred bucks for a sketch. Go out and get it. Was Moving it, on. Was it a root and tootin' good time? No, it was in the Bayou, and everybody days talk down there real strange. Like, did they write it with that accent? Yeah. Yes, they oh, did. Really? They sure did, and it was gators and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> and they ate people. Yeah, they threw they, the, they threw the bodies. There was rapins and baby killings and rapins, rapinsness. Oh, nice! They threw X-Men. the baby in there. It was. I mean, you know what? Jonah Hex just briefly. Yep. It's really grisly. It's quite grisly. I mean, you, it's surprisingly grisly for a comic book. It's not DC. Comic it's not Vertigo. For a DC book, it's yeah. not Vertigo. But there's, I mean, there's there's con. I mean, there's there's graphic killings. There's there's rape. There's baby yeah. killings. I mean, it's this is like a grisly grisly book, oh. and they don't. Nobody really yep. talks about the fact that that's... See that? I snuck that in there. Yeah, wait a way to ambush me. Yeah. So, Uncanny X-Men, real quickly. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk and attention to the X-Men uh, with the new creative teams. And and a book coming out every freaking week. Yeah, it seems every, like every like other every, week. Every, yeah. every two or yeah. three weeks. Yeah, it's amazing. No, no, no. The, the, the two books are coming out every staggered. two weeks staggered. So, yeah, so one week's Carrie, one week's Brubaker. And no breaks. Up till now, the the carry, the, the word on the carry, at least for me, the, uh, my carry and Chris Bocciolo one has been no good. And um, the Brubaker and what what is his name Billy Tan has has been the the gem of well, that. Not in this one, it's Clayton Henry. Right, but in this one we have Clayton Henry instead of Billy Tan. And to and I think I posted this on the board for Brubaker to write and it, like I understand what he's doing. This is obviously this could be seen as a fill-in issue. And to you got it because they have the X Men going after Vulcan, so you got to have an issue that explains what Vulcan's been up to and what he's doing. But to have an entire issue where no X Men appear at all. What's wrong with that? It's ballsy. It's ballsy, but... Yeah. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it at all. Also, this is good because 
a lot of us who came on the book for Brubaker don't know have a clue who Vulcan is and or so what he's about. Story, so this yeah. is good because I didn't know anything about. I don't yeah. know anything about the Shi'ar other than they were in Dark Phoenix Saga. Other than like the stuff that was in there, like right. I kind of recognized, but I didn't know that they were like. A... My one problem with that is that is that the I understand they're a warrior race and the fact that he defeated him, he get the thing, but like that Shi'ar captain, he really just buckled he, up he, really quick. He bent over real quickly. It was just like he's like, well, well what can I do for you? Me, like, can I rub your feet? <laughs> I know. It was like, do you want a cocktail? Do you want a drink? We can we can make anything you want. Really, it's. Cook is excellent, um, but I, I mean it was good. Brubaker wrote. I didn't like the art though. I didn't like the fill-in artist. That's he's slightly better than Billy Tan, but still, it's, I, you, you I don't really... think he's better than Billy Tan. I like Billy Tan. I, don't, I have no problem with Billy Tan's art, but you feel like these are the these are the top of the line X books, and you're, you're relaunching them with these big time creators. You think you'd get some top of I keep dropping books in here. <laughs> top of the line artists. I usually have a table. I know we need to get some chairs too. My feet are asleep again. <laughs> Uh, but um, I, I like it. You're just, you have no focus today, do you? It's just like one one comment knocks you off. <laughs> I really like the art. I have no problem yeah. with it. I mean, I don't think it was great. I don't think it was great, but it was entirely passable. I could read it from panel to panel. I just uh, thought it was it was simpler than I like. I mean, I don't here's, know. It, it's, it's surprising. I think this is, I mean, Brubaker draws, well, it's painted. You don't like that. I, know. I didn't like it either. Brubaker writes an awful lot of books, and you figure one of them's got to be... Uh, Suffering from all that, and I think this is the one. I'm I mean, imagine. I, 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 I bet this is, six issues. I, I bet this is the one he's putting the most into because, and honestly, he's probably getting paid the most for this one. Absolutely. Do you think he's trying too hard, though? No. Because do you think this is good? I don't really have much to compare it to. I I can't stand the X Men for the most part because it's so always. Why are you buying? Because <laughs> I really like Ed Brubaker, and I want. I mean, I like I like the idea of the X Men, but yeah. there's so I mean the continuity with them is so heavy and everything refers to all of these characters and I can't just focus on one person usually so it's usually just too heavy to get into any given X-Men book I can appreciate like the really good ones I I still don't I think the perception on the street is that it's his weakest book they were talking about it in our comic store when I bought comics today the the guys behind the counter actually the girls behind the counter they hot the two, yeah Um, well it's not his I mean his forte his best not his forte but his best work you know traditionally has been the one character street level he takes this street level kind of thing that's why he's really good at Daredevil well, he's writing Daredevil Captain America um, he's got that new crime book which is called Criminal Criminal oh, I'm and so down Uncanny X-Men yeah. and he just, just announced he's doing he's co-writing the, the new Iron Fist book oh yeah with, Ma- with Matt Fraction simply because he can't write any more books that's right. what he said he would love to do it himself but he can't have the time for he, it yeah I mean, I mean but you gotta give it to him he's doing all sorts of different things he, he's we we're just typecasting him as a guy who does one person gritty street level crime stuff, but really, I mean, he's doing the X Men, he's Captain America, he's doing Daredevil. These characters, and they're all different. Even, they're yeah. all different kind of story, stories. He's, he's, I got to know him originally for a Vertigo series he did. I think it only went seven, maybe thirteen issues called Dead Enders, which I didn't love. I, mean, I, oh, I really liked it. I and I was kind of upset that it ended, but, but then like you know his early work was like autobiographical. Well, it's funny because I didn't like Low Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. very good. But That's I didn't really like his early. Seen big, big stuff. Like, I didn't like Dead Enders. I didn't like his... The first six months of Batman, I hated. Oh, really? Before he... I think he took a while to, for him to get the character. When, once he got it, he got it, but... The, and that's... And that maybe might be having the same ramp and, up. And I will it. admit, I, I shouldn't say I, I'm being disappointed. I just think for right now, he, for me, it's not gelling. I think right. it, it can, and I trust he, he will. Would so you, he's, the track record is there, but for right now, it's not gelling. Would you me. say Sleeper's his best work? Uh, yes, right now it is. Yes, Sleeper, Sleeper followed closely by sort of his Gotham Central, but it's hard to say what was Ruckus and what was his sometimes. Sleeper, Gotham Central, you know, the first 
four or five issues of Daredevil is all sort of mixed, yeah. mixed in the middle of the top. You know, his re- his his good stuff's really good. Daredevil is, is I mean, Daredevil is the I mean, the, one of the best books. But this is one of those other things. Like, if you like Daredevil, you should go out and find Sleeper. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can read it without having known anything. Just yeah, go get the first it up trade. I don't know anything about Wildstorm. Oh, it, I mean, and it's like that's a page turner and a half. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, so good stuff. So I think that's it for this books this week's books, right? It was a I had a light week. I only had like seven or eight books. Seven books. Yeah, yeah I think so. I had seven. Uh, I would yeah. just I would give you a quick recommendation. It's getting canceled, but go out and pick up Marvel Team Up if you can because this issue was really really good. I dropped it with this issue because it's getting canceled. So now I need to go back and pick that up. <laughs> Why would you just ride it out to the end, dude? Marvel Team. Yeah, I, I know that's what I, 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 I've been I, buying it, but I was like, ah, it's just gonna end. I don't want to, you know, like oh, it was, a, cut, fu- cut it was a fight was it between was um, it the ring thing still going on or no the Tony Stark the it was Tony Stark right? Iron Maniac yeah Iron Maniac yeah came out and he fought uh, Iron Spider and uh, oh, Wolverine yeah. so so like uh, Kirkman got to write Wolverine and Peter Parker yeah. and you're looking at me um, <laughs> I'm talking to you I, I know but we're, the book was we're really close he looks uh, at you all day long when you talk and and, and then there's off. and at the end there's a Freedom Ring sort of development that happens yeah. It was great. It was so, so is much there, fun. Is there a constant storyline running through Team yeah. Up? Yeah, yeah. It's not like they used to be I, I only, one story for every. I only started reading it two, yeah. three issues ago, and about like twenty minutes after I finished it, I read that it was canceled. There've so. been like two, three, two, three, four issue story arcs. Okay. So, um, well, too bad. All right, cool. Well, I'll go back and pick that up then, because Lord knows my store won't be sold out of it. Nobody's buying <laughs> nope, it. That's why it's great. Canceled. It's so. really good. If they they release it collected, definitely. That that's yeah, a, that, that book has just got a death mark on it. No matter who writes it, yeah. Bendis couldn't even. Well, sell he that said book. Kirkman said he he wrote mine lasted longer than Bendis's did. Yep. So there you go. Um, all right. So before we move on, um, do a little shameless self promotion. Um, right. For those of you who just listen to the podcast and don't visit iFanboy.com, you might have missed the fact that uh, we released the, the first iFanboy video of um, iFanboy at San Diego Comic-Con 2006. And you can look at Ron's handsome face. <laughs> um, for those of you um, who have not seen it, we'll be putting the iPod version up in our feed. So if you go on iTunes, um, it'll be the one under this episode. Um, so if you go look at our feed, you can download it directly from there. Or you can go to ifanboy.com and download it in a variety of formats. Or go watch it on YouTube or Google, whatever your choice is. But, um, or on MySpace. Or on our, on our MySpace page at myspace.com slash ifanboy. Um, it's an empire. And basically, I mean, do you want to tell the folks about the video? I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> it's a 30 minute video of our experience of, for, over the course of the con. Um, we talked to people, we did some funny stuff, we did some other, you know... Talked to a lot of creators. We tried to replicate the, the experience of being at the con as best we could. Yeah. Without yeah. a plan, so yeah. <laughs> it went pretty well. We had, we, I mean, we had a lot of fun, and I, I think that you can see it on the thing, and I mean, when I say it's awesome, I mean, we're really proud of it. Like, we've watched it a bunch of times, and we still have fun watching it. I think but. I watch it like twice, two or three times a day. Yeah, and it's still funny every and time. It's, it it's a me. half hour long. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like a no, half we, hour. No, we packed a lot in there. We got Joe Casey the interview in there. Grant Morrison, Greg Rucka, Dan Jeff Dio, not Jeff Jones. We didn't talk to him. No, uh, we tried. tried. Joss Whedon, um, Brian Singer. We Paul got Dini. we got a re- very rare interview with Brian Singer. Paul yep. Dini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what something fun of Brian Singer. It wasn't. I just that's so. What he um, like. So we're very excited about it. There's been a, a great reception on iFanboy.com. Our iFanboy loyalists uh, seem to have dug it as well. So thank you, folks, for watching it and indulging us. And um, so if you go to iFanboy.com, you can find it there. Uh, we're probably going to post it. Oh, there's a car. A car, gonna... just, a car just drove by. In case you heard that, we don't know. Somebody has a muscle car. Uh, we're probably going to post a, a permanent link to it on the top. So Yeah, so you can always go get it. And, and maybe we'll do some more videos in the future. Who knows? But don't get used to it. It's very hard work. Yeah. <laughs> if but you liked it, get a, send us an email. Let us know. It'll encourage us to do more if we get a lot of it. Yeah, it was, the, it, was the, but it was the product of, of 
a whole lot of work in San Diego. Um, Which is why possibly the podcast sounded like they did. We were exhausted at the end of the day. And then and then a, a marathon session of putting that together. Yep. Which which was fun, but which was a blast. I, yeah. I mean, all in all, it was positive. So thank you everyone for watching it. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. We send it to people, man. Yeah, send it. To yeah, us. pass send it around to other comic people you know. Really, because I, I think what's fun is that you really get to see people in a way that you don't most of the time. Like you'll hear people on on get interviews on audio podcasts, and you'll read interviews and stuff. But I mean, a lot of you get to see a lot of people just sort of being themselves in person. Yeah, there's like, a price. That's what that dude looks like. A priceless, you know? priceless Robert Kirkman interview by Ron. Yep. Um, it's just worth it's worth it alone just for that. So if you go check it out, so. It is. It's funny. It was good times. So, all right, cool. So that's the video. Um, so now a word from our sponsor. Okay, I'll do it. All right, Josh. All right, which is appropriate. Um, we brought this episode is brought to you by ComicHole.com, which is your best solution for discounted comics and trades. They've got all Marvel, all new Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and Image books, forty percent off. You can stop by the site and pre-order books. So if you want to have a subscription there, they can send you your stuff. If you're not in a place with a good comic shop, all new paperbacks and hardcovers for thirty to fifty percent off. More books arriving all the time. You can go to comichole.com and let them know you heard about us on ifanboy.com. And, just so you know we're not corporate chills, I ordered some stuff from Comichole this week. It shipped immediately. It got here very fast. It was a good price. And they packed the hell out of that thing. I mean, a bullet wouldn't hurt that book. Um, so, uh, they're recommended. It was a good deal. And I'm thrilled about it. I am. No, I'm I'm thrilled because I got I got what you ordered, so I was very happy. Josh bought me a book, and I'm very excited. What did I get you? You got me The Walking Dead, book number one. I don't like zombies. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like we. I like how we force each other to read things. That's good. I like that. So, Um, all right, you guys know you're getting Sandman for Christmas, right? (laughs) I I have. I downloaded. I I mean, I got all the the issues. I didn't. I I got them in a flea market. I found them. Somewhere. In a box in the attic. So, um, all right, so let's dive into our uh, listener email. Um, so our first email comes from Jeff from Greeley, Colorado, um, and he's got a question about um, the new Morrison Batman um, series. Um, he's kind of confused by it, He and his question, which I'll point to Connor, is does the whole two Batman thing running around pick up from the last issue, or is this something we should expect to see in 52? No, you shouldn't expect to see it in 52. I mentioned it before when we talked about Detective. It is... A throwback to where you used to get thrown to the end of a crime, and this is probably just some guy running around. You don't have to worry about it. It's, mean just, it's just the end of a, an adventure that happens in between away. books. It's yeah. not important. Is Gotham City "quote unquote" cleaned up? No, it's but Gotham City's never cleaned up. And since when can the Joker take a gunshot to the face and not die? He's had a lot worse than him and not in, die. I mean, he was in, blown a, in a world where yeah, and people think that Clark, don't realize Clark Kent Superman by a pair of glasses. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's been blown up. He's yeah. been stabbed. He's been shot. I mean, he's, he's, he's you know. So then, and Jeff's other question um, has to do with uh, uh, some of our reporting from San Diego, where we commented about Joe Casada's responses to the delay in Ultimate Hulk and Spider, uh, Ultimate Hulk and Wolverine. That's Spider Man. Um, well, I had a good comeback, but it's too late. Where Casada kind Steve of Steve Buscemi got shot in the face and he lived, and that guy's a anyway. Sorry, <laughs> I'm throwing you off now. Take it. So he wanted to know about. Um, what we thought of Casada's response, which was basically kind of to pass it off on Damon Lindelof, go ask Damon, you know, ask him why it's so late. And he's saying that um, wouldn't Marvel have learned their lesson by now, especially after the whole Kevin Smith debacle and everything, um, to to not deal with these Hollywood types and their delays. So they're at the mercy of the Hollywood types, basically. They yeah. want if they want these guys writing their books, they have to uh, deal with the fact that these guys are going to do their Hollywood stuff first. They have to. Yeah. They I mean, make if you look twenty at, times the money, the money doing the Hollywood stuff. So film. annoying. I mean, well, because we were all over Ultimate Hulk. And it was Wolverine. great. It was, it was a great. great book. Yeah, it was you really think good. they'd learn their lesson and get all the scripts in ahead of time? Yeah, I mean, before that, they solicited. Before, before they, they solicited. Yeah. yeah. So, 
But they, they you know... Like if, if you contract somebody for four to six issue scripts, just get the scripts. Get yeah. all the Marvel scripts. Marvel seems to very, very much want to portray the image of being having all these Hollywood guys write their books, mm-hmm. and they, yeah. they can promote it, and they they write chummy with these guys, and it's sort of the, the image they portray, but they get screwed 60% of the time with these guys. But you know what? Yeah. You'll all buy it. <laughs> that third well, one I didn't buy ba- I didn't buy Black. I, Cat. I didn't either. You know what's you know it's funny though because Jeff's other last question is um, whatever happened with Daredevil Father did Casada ever finish it? And was it Target? No, Father, Father was Casada's one. Target oh. was Kevin Smith's one, which is never going to happen. Right. And Daredevil Father was the series that Casada was writing and drawing that started and then was woefully delayed, then was back on schedule, then woefully delayed. And to be honest, I don't know if he's ever going to finish it or he if he did it, finish didn't it. He? He might have, but I, I think don't, he's got the pencils done. But I don't care. Yeah. That's no. the point. I'm at the point now where I don't care. You're gonna a book's gonna be delayed for a year or so. I'm no longer interested. I don't even remember. Yeah, especially by the editor in chief. Sorry. And the worst. And I really enjoy the ultimate flame on Hulk versus Wolverine. It's because he wouldn't give us an interview. Yeah. <laughs> we chased him four or five times. Not now. Not now. <laughs> if it doesn't, if it doesn't come out for like six months to a year, as much as I enjoy the first two issues, I probably won't buy any more of it. But that, that's, you know, you play with fi- the Hollywood Fire, you're going to get burned by it. If you want to be yeah. all chummy with these you know, guys. Because they probably make enough money off the first two books that it's still worth that's it. That's true. I mean, that's, the next time it there's got to be a reason and why the they And the director's it. cut of the first issue oh. and the reprints. Exactly. And, yeah, so. People keep buying those things, so don't buy them. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's... But you I still don't know. wish my, 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 one of my many regrets from San Diego was not asking Damon Lindelof in the Lost Panel about that book. I told, I knew I should have, and I just didn't get up. I, I failed you, Jeff. I'm that sorry. one crazy girl got famous from it. Yeah, I know, I know. Anyway. Nothing. So, um, so thank you, Jeff, for that email. Um, our next, qu- our next uh, listener email comes from Jim from Billerica, Massa- Bellerica, Massachusetts. I think so. Anyway, so um, Jeff was a former comic reader back in the '90s in the X-Men Image Wildstorm heyday. Um, so take what you will from there. Um, <laughs> he got out of comics because things were so bad in the '90s, including the bad X-Men books, which we all can agree with, and the um, unreadable Wildstorm stuff, especially the Alan Moore Wildcats. You're crazy. <laughs> That was pretty good, if I remember. It was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, um, and he's Sorry. been he's been listening to the podcast, getting back into comics, likes our stuff, so thank you. Although he doesn't agree with us, he didn't hate X three as much as we did, but um, he thought X one was worse than X three, and thought X two was a uh, letdown. Which... Why do you listen to us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with anything you say. <laughs> but anyway, he's um, he's back into comics and he's reading a lot of stuff, so that's pretty cool. Um, but he wanted to know what we thought of these um, collections of. Uh, 40 Years of the X-Men on a DVD and Ultimate X-Men on a CD and I believe there's also Spider-Man on CD and Avengers on DVD Fantastic Four Marvel's been collecting the classic classic old issues all on in an electronic format and he was curious what we thought of that Um, it's great from an archiving point of view yeah if you want a chance to read it and you don't you know if you can't afford to buy Fantastic Four number eight and even those like the sort of collected essential books they get expensive there are people who are diehard collectors of those they just buy those they just buy them yeah those hardcovers and stuff like that they freak out when they change the cover and they're like it's crazy I mean the black and white essentials ones that are relatively cheap but still it adds up right yeah exactly and they're not in color so Uh, I think it's somewhat forward thinking in that in that Comics are going to go digital. Are going to have to go digital at some point. So it's somewhat. Joe Casada said that, not us. Well, no, and I agree with him to a certain degree. And I think yeah. it's cool. The fact that you can fit them all on DVD is really cool. And I, ha- I happen to have the Spider-Man collection. Um, and unfortunately, it was on CD before they moved to DVD. So it's like a stack of CDs. <laughs> but um, it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, they're PDFs, and they're you know, like, and it's it's easy to read. And if you don't mind the watermark here and there, I, mean, I just still can't get behind reading comics on screen. Yeah, I, I just would you would you read the comics on the screen, Josh? I would. Because I'll give you the Spider-Man one so you can read all the Spider-Mans and know what you're talking about. I don't you're talking about Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't need to do that. I keep talking. People keep listening. 
Who needs a, facts? Until there's a until there's a way for me to read those on screen when I can take them anywhere in my apartment. Right. Well, I, you I you want you basically basically I need portability. when the e reader when the e reader no when the e reader type <laughs> thing the color, yeah. yeah that's what's that's what's gonna break and like I honestly in like three to four to five years there's gonna be a portable handheld e reader similar to the Sony e reader that's coming out this year that's black and white for books right. and if they can do color it's gonna be golden and that's gonna be the first step. In fact, I need to be able to read it in my bed and not my laptop. You know, I don't, it's just what do you do in your bed? <laughs> I need to be able to read my if I want to read my comics in my bed I can do that on my read couch. Comics in your bed? Sometimes I do. Oh, that's why I read mine. No, I don't. I read in a chair. Well, Chair, yeah. bed, couch. Anyway, I can't <laughs> anyway, even drug my bus, computer around the bus. Subway, the subway, subway. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, I could probably get. We could probably get comics down on your iPod, though. No, oh yeah, that'll be great. Work. All right, oh, right, yeah, your iPod. Take dead. that thing in before yeah. the warranty gives up. God, how are you supposed job. to listen to yourself? Anyway, so uh, there was a question about that about if it would have anything to do with the collectability. Or something. Well, no, he's just saying that it's probably going to hurt back issue sales, yeah. back but issue but it would sales. help current back issue sales are dead. I mean, unless you're a collector, they're dead. And and if you're a collector, you'll always be a collector. You'll yeah. always buy them for that reason. And Jim makes the point that it's it's better than having to dig them out of your long box and take it's them out of take them out of because right now all my back issues, all my X Men back issues are all in storage, so I can't get to them. So and when I read trades all the time because they're right there in my bookshelf. Yeah. Back so. issues, I got to hunt for them. It's, it's really funny because it's it's because a lot of books you get like the single issues and then you put them in bags and boards and put them in the long boxes, put them in storage, but then you want to read this, the arc again, so you go by the trade. It's yeah. kind of like how many times I'm going to buy the Star Wars and D- Star Wars trilogy on DVD. Like how many times I'm going to buy this story? Like I've bought the Dark Phoenix saga like four times now. I don't do that. Right. I, well, some people do. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think I'll believe I said in the last show that I'd like to get out the old issues and read them. Yeah. Well, you've got them. You've got them handy. Rod and I've got them yeah. in storage room. Not, Not my problem. Bad planning, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thank you, Jim from Billerica, Massachusetts. Billerica. Uh, Say it in the accent. Billerica. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, oh yeah, Billerica. That's where it is. <laughs> Gotta find the accent. That's a first. wicked hard one, isn't it? <laughs> you can't even say Gabriel Cateris's name. <laughs> so, um, so Arthur, if people want to email us, where can they email us at? They could probably get to their computer, type in a contact at ifanboy.com. We'll we'll read your email. We may not read it on the podcast, but we'll definitely read it. And we'll try to get back to you if we can, because we like to do that. Don't think it's fair that you write to us and then we don't write nothing back. <laughs> but you ask us your questions. You don't need your life story. <laughs> just what's the question for God's sake? Just spit it out there. Maybe you want to call in and leave a voicemail. Cause we well, got a we got a cheap, we got a free eight 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 number. Eight 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 fanboys. And speaking of 888 fanboys, we do have a voicemail. Um, you like my segue? <laughs> and let's play that voicemail. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Chris, calling from Montreal in Canada, of course. Um, loving the show. Got me through 18 hours in a car, so I'm very thankful. Uh, recommendations, I'm enjoying. I've got Queen and Country on order. Uh, the other one's Invincible, Gotham Central, I'm considering. I haven't heard any trade paperback recommendations for the Marvel Universe, though, or maybe I've missed them. I'm partial to the X-Men books on principle, but lately I've been only picking up the Ultimate Universe. So, if you've got any trade paperback suggestions for the Marvel Universe, I'd love to hear them. Thanks, keep up the great work, and uh, have a nice night, boys. Alright, thank you, Chris, from Montreal. Um, so, trades from Marvel. Um, I know we've we've Suggested a lot of trade paperbacks from it's DC. Strange, you and don't other. really hear about the trades from Marvel a lot. They put everything out. Well, I know, but well, we're you, talk know, about you it. know what's funny though is that I really thought about this, and I don't buy a lot of trades. For, no, they, Marvel puts out a, a crap. Right, but you don't, you don't talk so about them, and I don't talk about them because I buy them an issue, and so I, I rarely buy trades. They do a lot of like they, they they'll put out six issues. Like for example, the first six issues of X Factor just came out in hardcover. Mm. 
um, I bought those issues, so I'm not even thinking about that. It's not on my radar. Someone like Augie is thinking and is looking at that and buys the hardcovers and buys the books and stuff like that. Um, although I was in the store and I did see that they he's talking about Augie Bleak from Comic Book Resources. Yes. Um, I just thought I'd name drop him and then yeah, he could be like, she do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so um, I was in my comic store and I saw there was a trade paperback uh, Marvel. They have a Visionary series where they focus on one creator and they just released Marvel Visionaries Kurt Busiek or Busiek or whatever however you pronounce his name. Um, and it was a collection of his Untold Tales of Spider-Man from the 90s. Which are great books. Was that black and white, though? No, they're in full color. Well, that's Did a great you give me that book? I, I, think I, got, I got you both that book, I yeah. think, for Christmas one year. And if you don't know about that book, it's um, what it was is there were 99-cent comics in the, in the 90s that they were experimenting with a 99-cent price point. And they were Spider-Man stories that took place in between the early issues of Spider-Man. So, like, the first issue of this series took place in between issue 1 and 2 of Spider-Man in 1963. And... They were just great. They were true to the Stanley Jack. They were Kirby. really good. Yeah, yeah they, they were really were, good. They were they were Steve Ditko, I'm sorry, Steve Ditko, kind of Spider-Man world, and uh, Pat Oleaf did the art, mm-hmm. and it was very kind of retroy. Um, love that book. So, I mean, that's one I would strongly recommend if you like Spider-Man, like kind of retro kind of stuff. That's how I uh, caught back up with Avengers was the Marvel trades. Yeah, that's um, true. The new did, Avengers yeah. trade. and Astonishing X-Men. Yep, yep. I have. I don't have that yet. Right, I gotta order that for you. Yeah. Well, whatever. My birthday was months ago. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't they the new new Avengers trade come out? The, new, the third one, or the second one. Uh, well, second my one problem with Marvel is that they they go to hardcover first, right? And then and then then six, so like, like six months after the issues, they go hardcover. The it, six months after that, they go trade. They're it's pretty. The it took a really long time to get to like the Young Avengers trade, which yeah. I kind of wanted to pick up, but yeah. it took them like six eight months or something like that to actually get the soft cover out because I don't really want the hardcover of a book I've never read before. Yeah, I mean, right. that's true. You get the hardcover of something you know that's you don't like. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So you don't experiment. They're not that expensive. Though. I think it's but only twenty bucks. But it's six issues. There are Marvel trades out there. It depends on what you read and what you're interested in. I mean, the Astonishing, the new New Avengers ones, Astonishing X Men, New Avengers. This, I think a, these visionary books. A lot of people out there are probably getting to Ultimate Spider-Man through that. Those yeah. are beautiful. I mean, the Ultimate like, collections are very nice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it's like fourteen or fifteen books now. Yeah, you know, it's a really nice way to have that whole collection. Yeah, so it's just for us, we we tend to only get, or at least for me, I don't want to generalize, but. Uh. In indie stuff, we tend to buy the trades for, and and yeah. just sort of yeah, definitely. I think that's I buy more trades of that stuff, and like nobody read Gotham Central, so when we say go pick up the trades, that's yeah. because that's how you can read it. You're not going to find the back issues, right? So, awesome. So, um, thank you, Chris. Um, and as Arthur said, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, you can call one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 fanboys. Um, I still don't know what those numbers are. And we're gonna start writing that. Down. We're gonna write that down. So look on your phone. There are little letters on each number. On the number pad, dial that. Mm. So, um, so the Frapper map. Um, so as of yesterday, there are 276 people. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Since the Comic Con, we kind of had an explosion, and we were we were neglectful in reading enough names last week. So, and that's what we always like to do. That's why it's there. So, take it away. <laughs> Me? Okay. Mark Herbert from Calgary, Canada. Steve Martin from Des Moines, Iowa. The Glass Piano of Cleveland, Tennessee. Cleveland, Tennessee. Apparently. All right, that's weird. Jim from Balerica. Uh, ben from, look at this, Masawa Elmori, Japan. Uh, ben from Trumbull, Connecticut. These are getting mixed up. Let's let's do this. It's D. Marcioni from Trumbull, Connecticut. Keith from Gainesville, Georgia. Paul Rooney from Scotland. Corsair, they're a rational pirate, which you really don't find many rational pirates, but they tend to be irrational. Yeah, uh, let's sh- talk about this evenly. Chantilly, Virginia. Adam Cruz from Michigan. Allegro Dez from Rancho Cucamongo. Rancho Cucamongo, that's where Howie's from. 
Yes. Rancho Cucamonga is a giant housing plan turned yeah. into a city. That's why Howie doesn't want to get voted out because he doesn't want to go back to Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga. Harlan from, if you know what he's talking about, I feel sorry for you. Harlan from Fargo, North Dakota. Brian from Phoenix, Arizona. Yanira from Puerto Rico. That's a girl? Yep. Matt from awesome. Brighton, England. Dan from Greenwood. Uh, John DiMartino from New York, New York. Kristen Allison from Tucson, Arizona. El Pivo. El Pivo. From Reading, England. Um, Will from Festival. St. Louis. Joshua Aaron Phoenix. Dan from Walsall, England. Ryan DiGiorgio from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Scott from Marlton. Kevin from Doylston. Chris from Sunnyvale. Di from Oklahoma. Seth from Charlotte. Chris from Canton. And Jabari White from Manson, North Carolina. There That's are a lot of people. From all over the place. That's so cool. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. So if you if you didn't hear your name and you want to join the Frapper map, you can go to ifan, uh, you can go to frapper.com slash ifanboy. Just get on the Frapper map for or, us. Or go to ifanboy.com and look in the upper right-hand corner. There's a link to the map. Um... So you can be represented as part of the iFanboy Nation, and and eventually the, there will be enough pins, and it's getting there that your computer will be sluggish and hate going there. Maybe that's why a lot of you haven't put a pin in. Like I went, the thing would not load on my 386, and <laughs> I just I just I didn't want to upgrade my browser. I'm so running, screw you, iFanboy. Netscape four dots. Yes. <laughs> You're on an old AOL. I don't know. Oh, God. So, um, so I don't know how you'd listen to the podcast if you couldn't do that. So that's but. the proper map. So don't forget to head over to ifanboy.com and check out the discussion. Um, and the video. And the video. But um, the Pick of the Week uh, thread is, is always lively and a good place to talk about this week's comics. Come on. Let us let us know what um, you've been reading. We've got a lot of new faces or new names. Yeah, recently, a lot. So, a lot. So thank you. All cool. the stuff that we don't get to cover in there, that's where you can go to talk about it. Because people go, well, how come you didn't talk about such and such? Go there. Talk right. about it there. If you are into the MySpace thing, you can go to myspace.com slash ifanboy. And we'll, he says with, we'll make you a friend. With that. Yeah. Um, you can also go to myspace.com slash ifanboy and you can um, listen to the most recent podcast if or, you want to. Or perhaps to. put a, sm- a snarky comment there. Yeah. Or, we, we get um, that. Watch the video as well there. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Call us, 188fanboys. Already told you that, you bastard. Um, if you dig us and you dig what we do, go to Podcast Alley and, and vote for us or write us a review or go to iTunes and write a review. We've Please. got a lot of very complimentary reviews on iTunes, and so we thank you all for that. Um, and finally, if you like what we do and if you dig the video and you want to see more comics-related content, um, just head over to ifanboy.com slash donations, and you can click one of the donation buttons um, and send some... Send some dollars our way. Send some shekels. And so that this doesn't sound like a two-bit operation. Exactly, because we're always trying to improve it. We want to bring you the best. but we. And, and to those of you who have donated, thank you very much. Yes, thank you indeed. There have been some very generous iFanboy loyalists who we're very thankful for. So thank you. Um, I think that's about it, right? You got anything else? Back to the pool. Now that the heat wave is over, we finally found a pool to use. So what are you going to do? You are not kidding about it being hot here. Oh, we did it. How many? What oh, we almost made it to the end. Oh. Anyway, this is so. the hottest week of time ever. Josh right. is moving to New York. He's been in the city all week, and he's. It's not. not, not trust me. In six months, you're going to be shoveling snow. <laughs> I'm not shoveling anything. I rent. I live on the upper floor. They can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think that kills episode 41. Well, it's dead. And so I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I'm of course Josh. And you have a good week. Stay cool. Stay classy. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. You're listening to the iFanboy.com comic book. Damn it. In three, two. You're listening to the iFanboy.com comic book.
Damn it. In three, two, it's going to be one of those, isn't it? No, 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 go, go. Hey, welcome to the ifanboy.com comic book podcast. It's the pick of the... Damn it. Go ahead. You want the script? <laughs> really? <laughs> Just want to give it a read it's once okay. over? Ah, blah, blah. In three, two... <laughs> Pause. Click. All right. You don't have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in three, two... Kraken!